0: Good morning and welcome once again to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening, and now wherever you're watching, hope you're having a great start to your day and a terrific Tuesday to each of you. It's finally here. The Grizzlies play a competitive game of basketball tonight. And though it's the preseason, Plenty to look forward to. We'll discuss that in the first segment and then continue our player preview series with what to expect from Desmond Bain this season. But before we get started, got to get that boost of energy going. Here we go with the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, hope each and every one of you are having a great day. It is finally the start of the Grizzlies preseason. Many of us have been waiting for four months now for the Grizzlies to get back on the court, and we're all really excited to see what to expect from the Grizzlies this year starting tonight, welcoming the Milwaukee Bucks to the FedEx Forum. Of course, we want to remind you, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats StatsSAC. My name's Sean Coleman. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, have been covering the Grizzlies, now coming up on my fourth season over at Grizzly Bear Blues and your host here at Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. You can find the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, and you can also now find it here on YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast, just simply listen, review, subscribe, let us know what you think what, what you think of the show. And if you're here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button below. It lets us know you're enjoying the show, makes the show available to others who enjoy the show as well, and also allows for just the show in general to be the best it can be for everybody involved. Let's get right into it when it comes to the Grizzlies. But before we do, want to make sure you know we're very thankful that you're making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. But if you enjoy NBA content in general, for your second listen of the day, check out the Locked On NBA podcast, giving you the latest on all the biggest storylines around the league. Check out the Locked On NBA podcast, wherever podcasts are available, just like Locked On Grizzlies, as well as on YouTube. So the Bucks are coming into town. It's the first time that the Bucs are playing a competitive game since they won the 2020-2021 NBA Finals. Mike Budenholzer coming off against to face one of his more notable pupils once again in in Taylor Jenkins. Ja Morant and Giannis on the same court, the NBA champs facing off against one of the best young teams in the NBA. But besides all these matchups that I talked about yesterday that many should be excited for, it's also time to really start getting into what to look for specifically for the Grizzlies that are really going to start impacting the season in a little over two weeks when the games really start to count. And the first thing that stands out is who's going to get the upper hand in some roster battles, starting with the starting lineup. Now, I had mentioned I felt that when it came to the starting lineup, it probably made sense to go with Jaw, Dylan, Kyle, Jaron, and Stephen Adams, who has since replaced Jonas Valanciunas. That's how, that's the lineup that Taylor Jenkins went with last year, obviously with Jonas in place then. But if he goes with that lineup this year, you get you get your three most certain entities on the roster in Dylan, Kyle, and Stephen Adams to support your foundation pieces in Jaw and Jaron. You also have some good shooting potential with Jaron being in the fold now, as well as Kyle and Dylan's improvement last year. And you've got some really good defensive potential with all the other four starters supporting job. But I don't necessarily know if that's a guarantee because one thing that also could really, really look beneficial is what if Kyle potentially came off the bench? Cause I certainly do think Stephen Adams due to his rebounding due to supporting Jaron and what he can do on defense. I think that he's a clear four starter with Jaw, Dylan, and Jaren. But if Kyle were to go to the bench, that opens up the idea of Desmond Bain or DeAnthony Melton getting the start. And let's be honest, when you look at those three players, you've got Desmond Bain as your best shooter, DeAnthony Melton as your most impactful two-way talent, and you've got the most certainty with Kyle Anderson. And what has Taylor Jenkins showed in the past? What has he shown a preference for when it came to a spot that's down to multiple people? It's been shooting. He did it last year when he filled the starting lineup with Grayson Allen due to some of his best talents being injured. When Grayson was out, he went with Desmond Bain because Desmond Bain was the best remaining shooter. And that could sensibly be what Taylor Jenkins does once again. And there is credibility to that line of thought because when Grayson was playing was starting last year or when Desmond was starting last year, both players were among the best three-point shooters, were among the best for first quarter three-point shooters in the league last year. And those starting lineups with Grayson or Desmond in there, with Ja, Ja, Dylan, Kyle, and Jonas, those starting lineups were very productive. Because when the Grizzlies got off to a great start shooting the three last year, those are the games where they shot the three the best. And so now with Jaron back in the fold, and with Dylan being able to shoot the three better as the season went along, If Taylor Jenkins could put Desmond Bain in that fifth starting role to go with Jaw Dylan, Jaron, and and, uh, Stephen Adams, you've got some really good shooting potential. And if Taylor Jenkins puts a preference once again on starting off games with as good of a shooting success as possible, it's shown that that's when the Grizzlies play their best, and it could make sense for Desmond Bain to be in the starting lineup. But when it comes to those three, Bain, Melton, and Kyle Anderson, who's going to get the upper hand? when it comes to filling out the starting lineup. Another big roster battle to look out for is the third big. Obviously, we saw Xavier Tillman last year take over that role as Brandon Clark was very ineffective. or Well, not very. He was ineffective due to injuries. However, we also know that for the same reason why the Grizzlies loved Xavier Tillman because of how good and how consistent of a positive value he was on the court, we saw an even better version of that, in my opinion in Brandon Clark. And what I mean by that is this, is that if Brandon Clark this preseason can show he's healthy and can show that he can get back to being the rookie version of himself, I feel that best version, those are Brandon Clark's words himself, he feels that he's the best version of himself right now. Brandon Clark at his best is more impactful than Xavier Tillman at his best right now. That's simply my opinion. And if that turns out to be the case, if Brandon Clark comes out and has a very productive preseason, I think that he can work his way back into being the third big. If not, the Grizzlies will probably go with the more certain thing with Xavier Tillman, hoping his shooting continues to improve and that Xavier Tillman really gets to showcase his playmaking when on the court. So who emerges as the first big off-the-bench or third big overall is another roster battle to watch. And the final roster battle is beyond the 10 players for the Grizzlies that we know that are going to be in the rotation, who steps up as being the top priority to fill a rotation spot if, the, if a Grizzlies player were to go down with injury or were to be ineffective, whatever it may be. Now, Zaire Williams stands out as the most likely candidate. Number 10 overall pick this past year, obviously, he's going to have a preference when it comes to him getting minutes, getting reps, and developing his game. With John Conchar, you know what you've got. And Taylor Jenkins last year used Conchar in the end of the season, even when the roster was completely healthy, to get some energy out there, to really set off positive vibes. So John Conchar, could make sense as well. But I also would not, you know, not not recognize Jarrett Culver because Jarrett Culver has plenty to play for. Number one, he probably wants to set a good impression in a new environment. Number two, he probably wants to try his best to create some sort of avenue to minutes. And number three, There's still not been a decision made on his fourth year roster option by the Grizzlies as of yet. Even if there's been one made, perhaps with a very good preseason, Jarrett Culver could sway that decision a bit, could make some impact on that decision. Not necessarily saying that's going to be the case. I'm just indicating that Jarek Culver has plenty of reason to be motivated and make the most of the runs that he's likely going to get. Derek Culver probably going to get more expanded runs on the court this preseason than he will to start the season. So why not make the most of it? So who steps up as the priority to fill a rotation spot if someone falls out of the rotation for whatever reason? So roster battles are really, really going to be a key thing to watch. This preseason. But beyond that, there's also the scheme and strategy. How are the Grizzlies going to make high percentage looks from distance a more featured part of the offense? Better perimeter passing, better emphasis on spotting people up where they shoot the three the best, better emphasis on balancing out, working in the paint, and getting the ball out to open shooters. Those happenings, those instances happening more frequently, those flashes happening more frequently. That is, to me, what's going to define a really productive preseason. If the Grizzlies can start to do that more consistently, that will really be a very encouraging step forward before the season starts. So roster battles from the starting lineup all the way to the end of the roster. And can the Grizzlies start to get some consistency featuring high percentage looks from three? Those, to me, are going to be the big narrative starting tonight with the Bucks coming to town. But I can tell you this. One of the best ways that the Grizzlies can do the best job that they can, they could be the best versions of themselves shooting the three is to get their best shooter more looks this season. And that's Desmond Bain. I'm going to talk about how Desmond Bain can improve this year, but also through him stepping up into a more featured role, it could benefit both him and the Grizzlies past the expectations many may have for them. So the other thing that I'll say is this, when it comes to making the most of your opportunity, if you're a business, one of the best ways that you can make the most of your opportunity is using Shopify. That's correct. Shopify Shopify is the all in one commerce platform to start, run and grow your business. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a shore Shopify starts with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA. Locked on NBA is all lowercase, so make sure you go to Shopify.com, put in Locked on NBA, and get your free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Listen, the NBA schedule is going on right now, obviously, and if that's the case, you're probably wanting to watch the NBA, the NFL, baseball, all these sports. It's a great time on the sports calendar. But if that's the case, you probably want to make it as easy as possible. You don't want to have to watch one game on your TV, watch another game on your phone, and then use your friend's login information to watch one on your computer. Well, if you find yourself doing that, here's a simpler way. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And that is direct TV strength. On tomorrow's Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we're going to react to, obviously, the game tonight between the Bucks and the Grizzlies, but we're also going to get right back into the player preview series. We've talked about Ja, we're going to talk about Desmond today, but what about the man many of us hope really can get his breakout season or at least can follow up his breakout season with showing that it is sustainable this upcoming year? DeAnthony Melton is the next player up in our view, player preview series. We'll talk about him tomorrow here on the Locked On NBA pod or the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. But don't forget, with Locked On Grizzlies being your second listen of, or first listen of the day, if you want to make Locked, NBA, Locked On NBA your second listen, do that. But maybe you want to get the latest on your favorite football team, whether it be college or pro. Locked On the Locked On Podcast Network likely has your team covered, whether it be pro, which they certainly do, and collegiately as well make sure to check out the Locked On NFL Podcast Network and the Locked On College Football Podcast Network to get the latest on whatever football teams you cheer for as your second listen of the day after Locked On Grizzly. So let's talk about Desmond Bain. Now, he is someone that you have heard talked about quite a bit here and in other places. Stepping up is arguably being one of the better three-point shooting rookies in NBA history last year. Stepping up and being... Right from the get-go, it was clear he's one of the best shooting talents the Grizzlies have ever had. Again, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, when I talked about the quest for a 1,000 threes, Desmond Bain is one of only three, that's it, three Grizzlies. Of all the Memphis Grizzlies, of all the players that have ever played for the Grizzlies, there's only been three times that a player has hit 100 or more threes and made 43% or more of his threes in a season. Mike Miller, Wesley Person, and Desmond Bain as a rookie. That's how rare and how special Desmond Bain is as a three-point shooter. But the thing about it is this, is that that was all known. We all knew coming into last year, Desmond Bain was going to be good from three. We may not have expected for him to be as good as he was right off the bat or as as consistent as he stayed, but the three-point shot from Desmond Bain never was in question. I feel that there have been very few players, as a matter of fact, I'll go as far to say what I've said before. I don't feel in, a, in the history of the Grizzlies, besides Mike Miller, there has been a player above Dylan, uh, Desmond Bain when it comes to when he shoots, you feel like it's going to go in. That's how many of us felt all season long last year. When he got his shot with his quick and just seamless and fluid as it is, when he got an open look from three. You had that automatic feeling it was going in, an automatic feeling you have not had since we watched Mike Miller shoot the three during the first decade or so of the Grizzlies being in Memphis. And that's how special Desmond Bain is. And I think with another campaign this year, like he had last year, hopefully with more attempts on his plate, Desmond Bain will step right in to be the second best shooter this Grizzlies franchise has ever had after Mike Miller. But a big key for Desmond Bain to step into a more feature role is going to be for him to show that beyond his three-point shooting, there are other facets to his game where he can contribute value as well. And the really good thing is this, is that last year showed that that's the case. Last year showed that as the season progressed, Desmond Bain got more comfortable in his game got more comfortable in adjusting to the NBA and started to find ways to contribute outside of just shooting the three. Here's an example. In the first part of the season, before the All-Star game last year, basically the first half of the season, per 100 possessions outside of scoring, Desmond Bain per 100 possessions averaged 5.9 rebounds, 2.8 assists, 1.5 steals, and 2.1 turnovers. In the second half of the season per 100 possessions and taking on a bigger role on the team, Desmond Bain saw his rebounds go from 5.9 per 100 positions in the first half of the season to seven in the second half. His assists increased from 2.8 in the first half of the season to 4.3 in the second half. And his turnovers decreased from 2.1 To 1.6. So not only did Desmond Bain become more productive outside of shooting the three, he became better at continuing to show positive value. As he was given more responsibility, he actually became more efficient and effective. Another thing to really show just how productive across the board Desmond Bain was in terms of improving in the second half of the year compared to the first half of the year 13 of the 17 games that Desmond Bain had three or more assists in last year, 13 of those 17 games occurred in the second half of the season. In the the 15 games where Desmond Bain had a block, 11 of those 15 games happened in the second half of the season. In the 12 games that Desmond Bain got five or more rebounds, eight of those 12 games occurred in the second half of the season. So the Desmond Bain that we saw in the second half of the season was an upgrade, was an evolved version of Bane from the first half of the season. He went from just being a really good shooting source, a shooting specialist, to someone that can contribute on both ends of the court and can contribute outside of shooting on a regular basis to make sure he remained productive even if his shot was not being featured. That was a really encouraging step forward for Desmond Bain. Another thing that the, that advanced metric showed is that Desmond Bain's defense also continued to improve. Some of the Grizzlies' best defensive lineups towards the end of the season and even in the playoffs were with Desmond Bain on the court. So across the board, Desmond Bain showed a clear ability that he could be valuable outside of scoring. Call him a shooting specialist if you want to. But I don't want that to limit the overall value and the overall meaning that Desmond Bain has as a player. This is a player who has developed into a very good all-around talent, someone that is worthy of stepping into a bigger role, taking on some of those minutes that are left by Grayson Allen going to Milwaukee. By the way, him returning tomorrow as well is going to be another fun storyline. But Desmond Bain taking some of those minutes. From Grayson, from Grayson Allen's absence and perhaps stepping into that starting role, it's not just because Desmond Bain is going to be a great shooting specialist. It's because across the board, playmaking, which we saw Desmond Bain do a great job of in the summer league, rebounding support from the perimeter, creating steals and blocks, though all those things in general, overall, though, that is an area of Desmond Gain. Desmond's game that is significantly better than it was a year ago, and it's a credit to him for continuing to develop that part of his game, even though he obviously was better than expected when it came to shooting the three. But while Desmond Bain's overall game last year improved, and while it certainly is a reason why him being in the starting lineup is a logical outcome from this preseason, let's not ignore, let's not get away from the fact that the reason why Desmond Bain is so valuable to the Grizzlies is because he, as I mentioned, is one of the best shooters that they've ever had at a time when it's more important than ever for the Grizzlies to continue to get better shooting the three. But if the Grizzlies are going to do that, if the Grizzlies are going to make a thousand threes this year or really allow for the three-point shot to become a reliable and featured part of their offense, they need to just keep things simple and feature their best three-point shooter as much as possible. I'll discuss that in just a moment. But before I get to that, one other thing that I want to discuss is that, hey, we're through another weekend. And the week, week four in the NFL is now complete. Plenty of upsets when it came to college football. And, of course, you know what that means. It means that every week there's a lot of fun outcomes to bet and wager on if that's what you enjoy doing. And if you want a place that could really allow for you to do that and do it you know, under fun circumstances, it's BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Visit BetOnline.ag today. Again, want to remind you of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast for tomorrow. Going to recap, obviously, how exciting of a time it was tonight with the Bucs in play. As I mentioned, Grayson Allen is also returning to Memphis. The Bucs are going to be playing their first game since being champions. And of course, the Grizzlies being on the court. We'll discuss all the great action, and then we'll get into how DeAnthony Melton can make the most of building off last season and look to improve to where hopefully he'll be in a truly featured role this season for the Grizzlies. But, yes, there's going to be a battle between Bain and Melton, I think, for the first part of the season, as to who clearly emerges as the the best option in that number two role for Memphis. But if Taylor Jenkins is going to go with his his preference of getting as much shooting out on the court as possible, it's pretty hard to argue against the fact that Desmond Bain is his best option. And as I mentioned, though there weren't many games – where Desmond Bain started last year, there were some good results when he did. When Grayson Allen was not available and Desmond Bain stepped into that starting role for the Grizzlies last year, the Grizzlies still remained a very productive starting unit. And a big reason why is because both Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain were two of the better first quarter three-point shooters in the league. And when the Grizzlies were shooting the three the best, it was when they were getting off to good start shooting the three in the first quarter. And if if Taylor Jenkins wants to continue to ride that wave of success, now having Jaron Jackson Jr. back and improved Dylan Brooks and also Desmond Bain in the mix as well to give the Grizzlies the best shooting potential on the court at any one time against other teams' best lineups, there's plenty of logic to support that. For instance, last year when Desmond Bain attempted three or more threes in a game, the Grizzlies were 16-7. and seven. Now, it's not all because of Desmond Bain just absolutely making a high, an incredibly high percentage of those shots. And it may be because Desmond Bain simply got more minutes in those games because the Grizzlies were already either winning or losing by a significant margin. But I do think that there is a direct correlation between when Desmond Bain is being featured, the Grizzlies win. Again, when Desmond Bain attempted five or more threes last year, the 23 times he did that, the Grizzlies were 16 and seven. And one of the reasons why that is, is because... In many ways, Desmond Bain was among the best three-point shooters in the NBA. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say he's one of the top 10 or 15 threats in the league. He still is a player who derives much of his success from catch-and-shoot opportunities. He's not that good as of yet at creating his own shot. And due to to some limitations athletically, he may not ever get there. But that's fine. He's so good in that sniper role. He's so good in catch-and-shoot situations. You'll feature that as much as possible, but to give you an example of just of just how special Desmond Bain's three point shooting was last year, he was one of only ten players in the league to make hundred or more threes while also making forty three percent or more of his shots. That's how special Desmond Bain was. One of only ten players. That's right, ten players in the entire league to make hundred or more threes last year, as well as shoot forty three percent or better from three. The issue is is that of those 10 players, Desmond Bain was ninth in terms of three-point attempts per game. Now, a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Grizzlies as a roster were in the bottom third of the league when it came to three-point attempts in general, but that's something that continued to improve as the season went along. The Grizzlies consistently got better at shooting the three with more confidence and with more frequency, and from that, you saw their best three-point shooters start to get shots as well. Once again, when the Grizzlies were playing their best offensive ball in April, when they were top five in the league in in offense, top five in shooting the three, arguably their best offensive month in franchise history, it was because they featured their best three-point shooting talents more, including Desmond Bain. So the numbers right there, while the sample sizes may not be that big overall, you have nothing but positive feedback. You have nothing but positive results that occur that benefit the Grizzlies when they feature Desmond Bain more. And as a result, last year, Desmond Bain got four three-point attempts per game. There should be no excuse, zero excuse this year for Desmond Bain to average less than five threes per game. I am very much hoping this year, I, I, I cannot stress this enough, I am very much hoping that three things occur every game this season. Number one, Desmond Bain gets at least five three-point attempts every game he's available. Number two, between Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., when those two are healthy, they get no less than 10 combined attempts from three. And number three, following up with what I stated a few weeks ago during my Quest for a 1003 series, every game that the Grizzlies play, a big emphasis should be fifteen, at least 15 combined three-point attempts between Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jaron Jackson Jr. But in focusing on Desmond Bain, there should not be a game this year in which he's available that he gets less than five three-point attempts per game. He should average five or more three-point attempts per game. If he's doing that, the Grizzlies are successfully implementing, featuring not only the three-point shot more, but their best talents in shooting the three more. And once again, when he did it last year, the 23 times that Desmond Bain may attempted five or more threes last year, the Grizzlies were 16-7. and seven. That's why there's validity in featuring Desmond Bain more, and for that reason, there should not be a game this season in which Desmond Bain is involved where he should not get five, at least five three-point attempts. And if you want to talk about well, what about him being on the court in crunch time? What about him being on the court in high leverage and closing minutes? And I'll admit, he's not in my preferred lineup. My preferred lineup, at least to start out the season, in those minutes are Ja, De'Anthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Jaron Jackson Jr. But perhaps Taylor Jenkins wants to make sure that the shooting remains as good as possible in the fourth quarter as it does in the first quarter. Desmond Bain last year? one of only 14 players in the NBA in terms of fourth quarter shooting to make more than 40% of his shots with at least 75 attempts. He was one of only 14 players to do that. So no matter if it's the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, or the fourth quarter, no matter if it's going to be November 15th or we're getting into the playoff stretch on April 3rd, the consistency Desmond Bain shows – Of shooting the three, no matter what spot we're in the game, that's why you should trust him as much as possible to shoot the three, whether it's in the first quarter or in the fourth quarter. Again, I don't know if he'll be out there in closing lineups. If DeAnthony Melton winds up showing how impactful he is, if DeAnthony Melton is playing to the lower or better than he did last year, I think Melton is the preferred option over Bain. But if you're wanting shooting, if you're needing shooting, it's not just about getting Desmond Bain out there on the court more. It's about putting a true emphasis on featuring his shot as much as possible. What does that look like? Five or more three-point attempts per game. As I mentioned last year, when the Grizzlies did that, there were very good results. And winning basketball was played, and the Grizzlies are going to need that now more than ever if they hope to take the next step forward that they need to to feature the three more to become a sustainable winner. So not only did Desmond Bain improve as an overall player last year to show that he can stay on the court and add value outside of his shooting, the Grizzlies last year also gained every reason to feature Desmond Bain as a shooter as much as possible this year. And if they do, I truly think that he's going to be a significant reason why this team as a whole takes the next step it needs to as a three-point shooting team and for the third year in a row exceeds expectations. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you this, one of the more enjoyable things as a Grizzlies fan is seeing Desmond Bain hit a big three like he did in the playoffs last year. Being as automatic as he looks every single time, seeing him get open and a teammate of his finding for a three-point shot is a very fun experience, and hopefully we'll get to see it as much as possible this season. It's going to be exciting to see Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, Ja and everybody on the court tonight. Giannis is back; is in Memphis as an MPA champion. Grayson Allen is coming back to town. Taylor Jenkins and Mike Bootenholzer once again get to see each other. So many fun things tonight as competitive basketball returns to the FedEx Forum. Certainly hope you enjoy it. On tomorrow's show, we're going to cover obviously the results, the reaction to last to, to tonight's preseason game, as well as continue our prayer preview series with the Anthony Melton. And don't forget, after you're Locked on Grizzlies is your first listen of the day. Checked out Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling for a lot of fun wagers to look at as baseball, basketball, and football are all going on right now. Check out Locked On Bets whenever you get the chance after you've made Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at SEC on Twitter, the show at Locked On Grizz. Hit that subscribe button below to make the most of your experience here on the Locked On Grizzlies YouTube channel, as well as the same for everyone. And we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Enjoy the Grizzlies game tonight. And we'll be back with you tomorrow here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast.